Have you subscribed to the OTB Football Podcast? What position are you playing, Sarah? I'm playing in Katie McCabe's position, so tell her to watch out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. OTB AM With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Now, uh, the Dylan Quirk Foundation uh, was set up in honour of the late Dylan Quirk, who collapsed and died of sudden adult death syndrome uh, last August, 5th of August 2022, of course, in, uh, in Semba Stadium, Thurles. Many of you will remember where you were when you heard that news. Uh, he was playing for hurling for his club, Clonaldi Ross Moore, in the Tipperary Championship. Sudden adult death syndrome takes 100 young lives in Ireland every year. Their aim is to raise awareness and save lives by screening every GEA player, both male and female, from the age of 12 onwards. The foundation has raised nearly 88,000 was at 30,000 when the Irish Examiner reported this story uh, on December 18th there was going to be a fundraiser when Tipperary play Kilkenny on Sunday February the 19th with proceeds going towards the screening process the initiative also being backed by local politicians of course in the county uh, delighted to say the former Irish international Niall Quinn joins the studio morning Niall and um, Dylan Quirk's father as well Dan Dan uh, pleasure to have you in um, and, I, and I know it's not diffi- uh, an easy subject to, to speak about we might actually just kick this off by, by bringing you a clip because we had uh, John O'Keefe and, and Jimmy Marr two of, um, of Dylan's teammates on the show last last year I think it was October maybe when um, we decided to come in and pay tribute to Dylan and, and talk about his life uh, and so we don't have a clip but, but they actually spoke eloquently about I suppose Dylan's age and how he exceeded his age in terms of the maturity and the type of person he was. He was that. I think Jimmy went on to say things like, you know, he was always watching what the lads were eating in the house and always trying to get them out to the gym. He was a leader in in, in many ways, Dan. I think it's fair to say he was. Shane, yeah, he was. Um, from the day he could walk, he had a hurling in his hand. <laughs> um, we used to be out day and night hurling. It's all about hurling with Dylan from from a very young age. Um, as he went through the years, he captained many of his club teams and onto the county, and he always looked after other people. Mm. His things, you know, even when he's training, he trained to the best of his ability, but made sure all his own teammates would do the very same thing. You know, That's, that was Dylan, and a leader on the pitch as well, because the success that Clonaldi Ross Moore had in in the recent years were were very much centred through him. I know he was a modest lad as well, by all accounts, but uh, he was. Uh, he played a big part. He won the senior final in two thousand eighteen. He was sent to forward the same year, and a great year and a great final, and that was his greatest moment. Mm. He'd, he'd always said to me, and uh, whatever hurling he did and whatever he did in his life, he'll never forget that day in, in Simple Stadium to win a county fine, which is a great feat for any young fella growing up. You want to start with your club, and you'll start with your club and finish with your club. And he loved it. He just loved every bit of it. Mm. It's, it's funny because all the stories that came out about him afterwards, and I think everyone in the country remembers, as we say, where they were when they, when they heard that uh, terrible news. But And it was just the fact that he, he was in the prime of his life, and it was in Simple Stadium as well. Just the, the irony, the cruel irony of it all struck a lot of people. Yeah, it did. It's like for us, what we've gone through over the last number of months. Obviously, it's 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 been horrendous. But we've got great support from the local communities, from the GA clubs in Tipperary and all over the country. And that's why, I suppose, looking for some solace, we decided to start the foundation. And it's just gone from strength to strength, and we're blown away with the support we've got. It's been amazing, I know. But and I know Dylan would love us to be doing this, and we think we can achieve quite a bit in the not too distant future. You've got involved as well, Niall. I know you've you've Tipperary hurling running through your your blood quite literally. Uh, your yeah. father Billy Rahilty was the club. Yeah, he played, played Rahilty. He played with with Tip for a few years. Had to go off to London looking for work as a young lad, so gave up his career. But uh, he actually he, he, his anniversary was seven years yesterday. So uh, I think he'd, he'd be delighted too that I'm, I'm in giving Dan and the lads a, a, a bit of a dig out for for Dylan. 
and um, it's it's very touching and you know it, it's 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 really tough looking back at Dylan because Dan you know used to tell me a few years ago Dylan's he's getting asked to go in and train with the tip miners you know what will we say to him and do you remember that time Dan yeah. and then on to the next one you know God he's in with senior training tonight and so the whole thing built up and we were all very proud of Dylan and of course his maturity as you speak about he was he was a standout player from a, from a very early point uh, in his introduction to the senior county team and um you know, I, my 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 last uh, chat with Dylan was down at the golf and a dare that JP McManus uh, invited me to play in, and Dylan walked around, and I played a shot one time, and it wasn't a great shot, and and I, I remember him just saying to me. Quinn, how did you get on this golf trip? <laughs> you know? So he was funny like that, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, yeah. And yeah. Nick Faldo started laughing and I told Nick what he was and the great player he was and what he was doing and, you know, if they get to the final this year, there could be over 80,000 at the match. And Sir Nick said, all right, and how much do them lads get paid, you know? And I was like, nothing. He went, oh, God, he said, that's not good. So, yeah. so there was a lovely little moment between us all there, you know? It was the love of it from there was a great line from Timmy Hammersley, his, his teammate, the last message he had from him when he said, I just can't wait for Friday to come under lights and thurless in the summer. Where else would you want to be? Yeah. That summed them up. It did, it did, yeah, it did, yeah. Sure, look, he, he, he had a great year this year with Tipperary. He played every minute of the championship with him and he was, he, he changed. I, I thought a lot of, I saw a lot of changes in Dylan in the last 12 months, particularly when he got a chance in the halfback line. He grew, he grew to be a great guy, really, you know. And he was loving every minute. Then back with the club, his uncle now, Declan Ryan, who was involved in the foundation as well, Declan made him captain. And he was so proud of that, like. And he really thought this was our year, we'd win another county final, and we wouldn't have been too far away. We just were unfortunate with injuries and stuff, you know. We lost Timmy, Timmy went to Dublin, and it was a bit unfortunate. We were beaten in the semi quarterfinal by Killadang, and we had a guy sent off and a couple of more guys to injuries. But we were there, thereabouts. And he'd been so proud the way our guys turned up after he passed. And, we, we, we had great commandership with Kilwan McDonough's the team that we played against when, when Dylan passed and um, they've been exceptional since actually they have their victory dinner dance next weekend and Hazel and myself are going up but look Dylan he enjoyed all, all aspects of life not just hurling he joined us in the business a couple of years ago and he loved to crack in the business we have a delicatessen business and it's all fun with Dylan Morning tonight was fun <laughs> playing tricks on his mum and tricks on me, and that's all. It's all different. Hard, hardly working, yeah, yeah. It's funny, like you know, it, and that, I think that was one of the items at the funeral as well the apron from that's the, right, that's the right, yeah, the, was, red, yeah. the red helmet, and yeah, yeah, things yeah. like that. Like, I hadn't even realized that, like, that Dylan was born premature, he was, he was born six weeks premature. Hazel had a bad accident, and he had a f- couple of tough years early, and he wasn't good to sleep, which didn't make it easy, but he came through that, like. And f- like he got myocarditis in 2018, and he he was very sick at the time now, and he had to give he gave up the, the sport for six or eight months. But he came back, and we thought everything was going well. And he was being screened, not being screened. He he had screening done, and everything seemed to be fine. And he got heart checks, so everything was fine. And while the, this year, where he played with Tip, when the pressure was its greatest for six weeks, when they played four championship matches, he was flying. And then back home with his club, and all of a sudden, this happens, you know. How was he in that first period when he when he wasn't able to play hurling when he had to step away from sport? Yeah, sure, he found it very difficult because he he loved training, he loved going to the gym, and he loved running, and he loved playing hurling. He wasn't having it like he wanted to go back tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And Hazel, particularly Dylan, you can't. You've got to give this time, you know. Eventually, he did give it time, and he we actually won another twenty one county final the same year, and he missed the final because of it. But he actually came on for the last 60 seconds and he shouldn't have had, but he just wanted to get on the field. You know, that's all he wanted to do was win something with his club. 
he loved it so much, you know. Mm. As well, we had, um, I would have shared a dressing room with, with Brendan O'Duffy, the young man in Harps, yeah. uh, uh, lad, 19 years of age, killed in a road accident. We've had his father, Brendan O'Duffy, in, a senior in here in the studio. And, and you've probably shared uh, dressing rooms with people like this as well, Niall, because it was mad how the two so, sort of matched in my head in that everyone said about Dylan and everyone said about Ogie that they were leaders wise beyond their years in the dressing room and sometimes in the dressing room you, you meet these types of, of lads who are maybe 10 years younger than you but you look up to them in some ways Yeah and they're, they're not just doing it for themselves they're bringing people with them I think that's the, that's the kind of type of, of man that Dylan was and it was obvious from a very early age when, when he started to get into minor teams that it wasn't just about him he wasn't phased by it he wasn't looking around wondering if if um, if I'm going to make it, he's actually saying I'm going to make this, and I'm going to bring a few lads with me, and we're going to have a great time. I think that that attitude that the pl- players like Dylan had, and and no doubt Ogie had too. Um, you know, we we I can remember uh, one of the players that passed uh, from the Irish team from all the, all the setup was Alan McLaughlin, mm. and Alan came into the team in a really strange way. He arrived at the World Cup. He took Gary Waddock's place the night before the team had to go in. Gary had travelled to Italy. Gary had to go home to London. And Alan came in and there was this kind of funny moment where you've got a, a, a player who's come in and your mate's gone back. Nobody knows this guy. And by probably lunchtime a couple of days later, we knew this fella's going to be great. He's, he's great in a dressing room. He's um, a strong character. And he, he, he slotted in. So I, I, I see that kind you know, when I think back of Alan, I think about that time, I think of Dylan. The, 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 the strengths players like that have in a dressing room and the, the hold they have over you and then when you think about them now that they've passed you know Dylan being so young Alan had his career I mean he died a young man but he, he, he had his career his full career Dylan didn't have the full career mm-hmm. um, so you think all the time you know you think what, what, what they could have achieved but um, but I because I, I knew Dylan separately it was his wit you know, like Dan says, he tried to play a few jokes and different things. I mean, he really was an absolute character and you could do nothing but just love the fella. Big smile on his face, make you laugh, had a quip. And they're the kind of people you, you jump out about every day to, to speak to and to get to know. Yourself and Dylan were obviously incredibly close uh, through the hurling, through work. Uh, so you would have seen a lot of each other, but I'm sure you heard a lot of that with Niall saying, actually, the other part of his life when he'd be away with the lads, yeah. the stories, the uh, things he would have got up to that you probably had never heard of before. No, no, no. Like We actually went to the New Zealand in 2017 with the Lions for three weeks. It was a brilliant trip to have with your son, but we, we got friendly with five Rangers supporters, were Scottish guys, um, and they were in their 70s. And Dylan was infatuated by the five guys. And he was, he was 18, and these guys were in their 70s. But the, the banter we had with them, and they loved him. They absolutely loved it. It's just funny, he could mix, whether you were 8 or 80, it didn't make a difference. That was Dylan, you know. And he didn't like plaudits from the sporting. That wasn't his thing. He didn't like any plaudits. He just wanted to do his job and help others. You know, that's 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 the way he was. Was Jimmy just when you're speaking there? Did Jimmy have a story about Dylan on a skiing trip or something? Or there was some trip he was on, and I think he he, he went missing or something. He had a couple of drinks and he did, rang he did. The, rang his mother. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> he, he he went he went missing and himself and Aaron Aaron a friend of his. He went. They were the first night skiing. They said to take a shortcut home after the night out through the snow and so they following the, the streets or whatever and they got stuck in the snow and lucky to get back home but they, when they got, eventually got home Aaron and Dylan were frozen literally frozen to put him into the into the, into the bath and uh, it was good for because please ring mammy I want my mammy yeah, 23 years of age you know. I was going to ask what age was he what, yeah. did, what did mammy say when uh, she, she well, mammy loved that she loved that mammy's boy I'm mammy's boy actually she's been great to him you know because everything revolved around Dylan when we were having breakfast 
lunch and teach, whatever dinner month we'd have, you know. So Hazel had been great to him. He was as good as he was because his mother made a great job, I might say, you know, yeah. as a mum like. I'm sure the both of you did a, did a great job. Um, clearly did. And that, that's the other thing as well, that as Brendan O'Duffy talked about, about the grief process and how there's, well, there is no right or wrong way to go about it. Um, and I can't even begin to imagine what, what yourself and, and Shannon and Kelly and the whole family have, have had to go through. And it's still very recent. Um, but how how have you how have you managed to to cope over the over the recent months? I'm sure, like for Brendan Og, I guess the book that he wrote about Ogie, you know, kept him occupied. For yourself, even this charity is 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 something to keep the mind occupied. But how have you found the the last months? It's it's very hard to explain it, Shane. Um, it's 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 five months now, and we still it's not getting easier. Yet we still don't believe we still believe he's going to come back. You wake up in the morning or at night, you feel he's going to come in and at any time, but he's not. But I think. As a family, we, we're so obviously so proud of Dylan. We've had 24 wonderful years, and we're really grateful for that. And if, if we could have a legacy for Dylan now, it will save lives. And that's what we're doing with the foundation. And that's the solace for us as a family. It's how we get, that's how we get our solace. And, I, and we know we'll save lives, which is great. That's what keeps us going. The way the community has rallied around, like you talk about the connection with Kilroyan that's still there, the the Tipperary hurling community, the Munster hurling community, the Irish GAA community as well. It's, it, I, I'm sure that gives you a lot of strength as well that, that so many people have actually been so shocked by this, so affected by it, that they want to come around and support you and show that actually Dylan meant an awful lot. Yeah, we're getting it from all over the country. I think last week UCC played Cork and Tom Kingston, who was the UCC manager, I played against Tom as a, as a minor and prior to the gate receipts were put to the foundation. And we're getting this from Wexford, from Northern Ireland, from, from clubs and counties all over. It's been incredible. And it's just, we've got momentum now and we're really taking off. And if we can keep this going, who knows where it will end. But at least we know that we're going to save lives. And I'll tell you a little bit more there about different federations and different different countries. Yeah, I, I suppose, you know, the SADS problem came up before now. Uh, and in other countries, they responded and reacted quicker. In Italy, for instance, uh, 25 years ago, a, a real good effort was put in by the government to screen all young sports people. And here we are 25 years later, 89% reduction in SADS deaths, you know. Right, so, right. So, so it's, it's obvious, but it's kind of not because lots of people, parents, their children play sport, they're delighted, but they, they don't actually ever maybe take the time to stop and say, just wouldn't mind getting him checked now. And uh, there's so many people playing sports, the GAA, you know, as, as well, the, the FAI uh, and Brendan O'Carroll um, got involved in this as well and saw the problem too a couple of years ago. And I think all of us who have children who are playing would actually stop and think, do you know what, I should really do this and get my children checked. And what, um, you know, what Dan and Hazel have, are, and the family uh, are putting together here is a really good, efficient way to get as many young people tested in sport, in, in the GA, uh, as, as, as we know. Uh, in the first instance, please God, it might even go further than that, depending, depending where fundraising goes. But to think, you know, to, to do it without what Dan's doing. So, so the, the, the bottom line about this is, you know, a truck will come in, a medical truck will come into a club. Uh, there will be times there for all, all of the, the club members to go in and, and get, their, uh, get their check and their screen. And if the news is good seven, ten days later, that's great. If it's not so good, at least then the parent knows and something can happen and, and you're on a better road. Um, that 
when you're trying to get every parent to do that now in our world, you'd have to go to a doctor. You'd have to get an appointment. The doctor would have to give you a reference. You, you know, there's a big sort of long, drawn-out yeah. effort to maybe get a, a child screen normally. And that's why what, what Dan is doing is, is short-circuiting all that and, um, and bringing together... Uh, medical expertise that will just put so many more people at ease but also help the ones that do screen oddly if you like and, and stuff shows up um, it's it's a wonderful way I think of uh, of, of satisfying all parents if, if if it gets big enough you know I mean numbers are numbers but you know the the, the, the idea that this um, foundation could maybe get up to a million euro that would be 15,000 children young adults Checked. I mean, that will save lives. A hundred thousand will save lives, which you know will, will be sort of you know, ten percent of that would be fifteen hundred. And so that's the, 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 the you know, in fairness to, to Dan and the family, they're starting uh, in the county. They're starting local. Um, they're putting it together with, with a group AMS, a medical service team, and um, it's just win, win, win. You know, there's no downside to this. Every parent, you know, should look at doing this. And it's great that the GAA world spots it and are supporting him. Um, every day, he, he, Dan rings me and says, you won't believe what happened today. Such and such has happened. And I think it, it's, it's the fear maybe for, for Dan the family was, how do we get it off the ground? How do we get it started? That fear is gone now because of the goodness that's out there already, knowing and trusting what the foundation is going to do. So now it's a matter of doing it. And, and um, it's great to come on and, and be given the airtime to tell people that it's here and it's for them. It's, yeah. not, it's not for Dan. In, in theory, no, it is. It's, it's for it's, it's for, for everybody parents. out there. It's for the parents, and not to go through what they did. So, um, and for, for me, you know, known Dylan the way I did all the years, and, and known Dan as long as I did. Um, Dan is a very modest man as, as well. Dan, Dan scored three goals in, a, in an All Ireland Under Twenty One hurling final for Tipperary. He's going to kill me for mentioning. You're loving that this, Dan. <laughs> pass, pass. You're a, ju- you're a dual player. He played big ball as well. Well, he played a bit of big ball, but um, I think he was. You know, when he used to just put the big lad up front and whack it into him. I, I think that, that's as much as the football. <laughs> Oh, you know all about it. <laughs> I know a lot about it. I had a career of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Well, you yeah. say he was born with a with a hurl in his hand, Dylan, but there was no no coincidence to that. I that, don't I know. Mean. I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't say. Thanks for mentioning that. By the way. No, <laughs> he was afterwards there. He was. Yeah. His uncle would be Declan Ryan. His uncle now, right? Yeah. Hazel and Hazel, my wife and Olive, are twins, and Declan is, is Olive's wife, his husband. But Declan was always hurling with Dylan as well. And, he had, a, he had a, a lot of angles, really, you know. Yeah. The club, the former players that went through the club, John O'Keefe, Timmy, he looked up to all these guys. It was all hurling, 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 yeah. What a brilliant legacy when, like, it's so shocking to read 100 lives a year affected, 100 stories like your stories, mm. and it's such a simple way to go out. It's an expensive way to go out, but actually to bring it to be able to bring it to clubs when kids go in at a young age, like, the, you'll, you'll never actually know the amount of people Correct. and the amount of lives yeah. that you save by this. That's true. That's true, Nathan. It's, it's great, and it does work. And it's, like, it's for parents, if you're listening. It's just it's for parents not to go through what we've gone through because it's horrendous, and it does work. That's great. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's amazing stuff because uh, you think back even to what is it twenty years ago now, Cormac McAnallen or no, it's less even. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, when people see the photographs, like Joe Hayes is a man I know you know well, yeah. Nyla man I would have known from from up in Monaghan as well. Uh, like there was a great photo of the two of them I think on the pitch in twenty eighteen maybe right. after the county final, right, yeah. smiling. You know, if two men could be smiling anymore, I don't, I, w- I wouldn't want to see it's it. Iconic yeah. photos, it's, it's unbelievable. It is, it is. And Foley was another great one. 
the, the logo for the foundation is the red helmet with Dylan holding the hurley. Yes. I don't know if you've have you seen that picture, but how that was taken, it's 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 incredible because yeah, there's might be a hundred heads and one hurley and a helmet sticking up. It's great, you know. It's amazing. It is, and it's a lovely logo to have for the foundation because everybody reacts. Yeah. Everybody knows about it, which is great. The other thing as well, and Nathan, you touched on it, like the, the club and community, how the how everyone comes together at a moment like this. Like even I think John O'Keefe and Jimmy Maher spoke about the, you know, finding out the news themselves. I think they, they might have all gone to the, the local church or whatever to, to kind of come together yeah. as a team and yeah. news filtered through, of course. But everyone sticking together, like it, it's one of those things. I'm sure all of Dylan's friends and teammates now are part of your lives forever. Oh, they are. That's it. absolutely. I mean, from the time he passed. The three or four days around the family funeral, it was just incredible. It really was. Like you'd be blown away by it. The crowds that turn up at the funeral, the different things people have done since and at the time. And the fu- the funeral itself was a beautiful funeral. And even we had the months mine a month later, Nile was down for it. Amazing. It was on the J pitch and there was thousands at it. It was just fabulous. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it was lo- everything was lovely and the help we've got from our own ch- chairman would be an uncle of Dylan's, Andrew Friday. Andrew's the local chairman. The work he's still doing is incredible. Like. And it's, it's all over the county. Everybody wants to help. And, and, and they're great. And we just need people to donate to the GoFundMe page. And that'll get us there. 100%. Well, listen, um, we, we'll be sure to share the GoFundMe page on our social channels and all the rest. And hopefully add to the push that, that you guys are doing. Uh, it's, it's amazing work. Um, and brave to come into us and have the conversation as well, like John and, and Jimmy did as well. It's not an easy thing to do, but it's, it's a great thing to, to remember, Dylan. And listen, this, this foundation is a beautiful way to do it. So listen. Dan, Niall, thanks a million for thanks, guys. Thank you very both much. Of you, both of you Thank coming you in. Uh, much appreciated. And listen, as I said, we'll share that GoFundMe link on the on, on the page as well. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.